Hello, Tim. How you going, buddy? Hey, Dan. I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Doing pretty good uh, here in our new recording space, which is yeah, lovely. It's lovely. It's good. I would like to say it's nice to be sitting here with you, mm. if it were nice for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'd like to say yeah, it. Yeah, I would like to say that. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah. Not at this point in time. Unfortunately not. <laughs> no. Now, we are back in the office, as you can probably tell by the, uh, the fern. If you, yeah, we are Between Two Accountants. This is the new <laughs> podcast called Between Two Accountants. <laughs> And uh, there is a fern between us. Yeah. That's, our, that's our guest. That's if you're watching this, um, which I don't think a lot of you do. But we are putting snippets up. We are putting snippets up. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll come on the socials soon. Mm. Now, Dan, I have a joke for you. Yeah, go for it. Um, just before I get into this, though, mm. you're a musical instrument sort of guy. Yeah, you? I, I am. Yeah. You, you sort of... Uh, you know, you've slapped it. You've slapped a bass before. I, I, I have slapped a bass. Uh, uh, I, I've been known to slap it a bass. Slap it a bass. You, yeah. you uh, pick of the banjo. P- pick of the banjo. <laughs> slap of the bass. Do you hit the drums? Guitar. Do you hit the drums? Yeah, yeah. I would say probably drumming is your main forte, right? Mm, probably guitar. No, I'll run with the drumming. I'm gonna I feel like this drumming. relates to your jokes. So sure, why not? Right. Drumming is the thing I play, Tim. All right, now Dan, tell me this: what has three legs? And an asshole on its back. I don't know. A drummer's stool. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. And I'm Tim. And we are the Two Drunk Accountants. We are here with you again. Uh, as always, you can account on us, um, <laughs> which it actually says behind Tim right now. We should say that more often because yeah. that is our nifty little tag. Mm. And uh, yeah, we're here to dispel some myths about business and life in business. And today in particular is an interesting one because you might not think it is related to business as such, um, but we think it is essential for anyone who has a business to do this and it is uh, the personal budget. Yeah, actually, this is something um, I'd say I think we need to do more of with our clients. Mm. I think our clients need to do more of or share it with us as well. Mm. Um, And it's something that just anyone, even if you're not in business... You could be doing this and and I think it will be helpful for you. And you might think the word budget is a bit of a boring, dirty word, but... Um, You're boring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I like it. <laughs> uh, no, that's right. We will have more to say on this later in the episode. But right now, Tim, what, what is, is the, the Tim, Tim and Dan Lowe? Oh. That's the first in-person Tim and Dan Lowe in months. Sounds so good. It sounds good in my ears. God, it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it sounds good in everyone else's ears as well. Um, so that's that's exciting. So Tim, how's your week been? Yeah, really good. I uh, I climbed the mountain this week, Dan. Oh yeah? Yeah. I, you, may, you may remember uh, seven, six or seven years ago, I tried to run home mm, from work. I do remember uh, that. I thought this was going to be a really good idea mm. to... I guess I like to do things efficiently. Yeah. So I was going to kill two birds with one stone. I was going to get home whilst running. Yeah. So you can sort of see what I was trying to do there, right? Yeah. You're trying to to do two things. Um, Now, we don't live too far 
from the office, but it's a decent, decent enough distance to run. Um, yeah. You driving, it might take 20 minutes, half hour to get to work. So, so I, I don't know the actual Ks. What is it like? Is it, it ended up being 20? 13 and a half. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be like 16 yeah. or 17. Yeah. Um, the only, yeah. So anyway, uh, seven years ago, I did not make it home. No. Uh, I had had a creamy pasta for lunch in my defense. <laughs> it was a very hot day and I almost made several emergency toilet stops <laughs> at the McDonald's and the public toilets on the way home. I, so do, I do remember this. It was not pretty. I remember leaving work um, because I was with you at that lunch, but I was driving. So I, I drove <laughs> past you running along the main road and I think I beeped and just yeah. kept driving yeah. and then uh, laughing hysterically the next day when you told me the story that... Uh, yeah, you almost had an accident about halfway. Yeah, I, yeah. I was very confident in my fitness back then. I was playing football. Mm. I was only like 22, if you do the maths, 23. Mm. So I was, you know, I thought I was at my peak, but mm. I was easily going to be able to do that. And I hadn't done any long distance running whatsoever, but I had recently finished a season of AFL. So yeah. you do a lot of running. Yeah, a lot AFL. of fitness. Yeah. But uh, yeah, happy to say, Dan, I smashed the run yesterday. Congratulations. Um, yeah. That is a big achievement. Uh, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> There's going to be so many sound effects today. You're sitting right in front of this. I'm just like waiting to push the buttons. Um, yeah, so uh, I feel like a better me than mm. me seven years ago. Do you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> that was a loaded question. Yeah, I think um, I feel a better me in in several areas not so much in my running distance okay. i feel like i probably did hit my running peak you know one way you are definitely a better you what is your combination of pants and shoes now <laughs> i think you just actually wait, you no just, tip. <laughs> i am fitter than you because of this you, you wear uh, jeans and sneakers yeah <laughs> lovely i'm seinfeld <laughs> i'm basically seinfeld um i'm always ready to have a quick run and, uh, you know, make a quick exit from anywhere. If you say, hey, Dan, you want to go for a run? I'm ready. Can you imagine how chafed you'd get running in jeans? Oh, so chafed. Oh. It'd be the worst. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, Dan. What ways are you better than, uh, than seven years ago? I'd like to know. I feel like I'm a better person. Um, wow, I'm, probably, I'm probably a better accountant. Yeah, I've got that's more knowledge. definitely fair to say. Um, I'm a... More patient person, perhaps. Wow. Perhaps. Although, actually, you know what? I reckon I'm getting less patient with age. Mm. I reckon I'm becoming less patient. <laughs> yeah, so in some ways, more patient. Yeah. In other ways, less patient. Telling everyone to go get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. Our youngest listener, I just use yeah. a word you shouldn't use. That's a yeah, bad word. Don't use that word, Josh. Uh, yeah, but um, I like it, Tim. Congratulations Thank on making you. the run home. Um mm. There's a thing called runner's belly. I don't know if you've heard of that. Uh, and it's if you're not used to running those long distances, uh, all the blood rushes to your extremities yeah. because you're using your legs and, and mm. they need to have that blood flow and that oxygen. Yeah. And it actually pulls all the blood away from mm. your, your stomach and that gives you stomach pains. Yeah, I actually do get stomach pains almost every run. Mm. So That's what it is. Mm. Even yesterday, halfway through the run, I was like, Stomach pain. And I was a bit <laughs> <Flashbacks>. worried. <laughs> the first half of the run from here is so crap because this is main roads. Fumes. That's funny because your last time it was the second half that was full of crap. <laughs> I think it's this one. No. Nah. 
that's good. That's good, Tim. Um, my Tim and Dan Lowe is actually going to be taken up this week with something else, and it is called the Pong Date. The Pong, <laughs> the Pong Date. We got our ping pong table. It's set up. It's the best table I've ever played on. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm putting that out there. It's, it's competition grade. It's so. competition grade. Um, you get a lot of spin. Uh, you have a lot of good times. Mm. Um, Tim and I have played a few games. We've played a few games with everyone else in the office. We haven't started official competition yet, but I just wanted to give everyone the update to say it's back and right. I'm enjoying it. It is back in a big way. We've got a member of our team who is new to ping pong, mm-hmm. Jai, new to our team as well. And he's quite confident with it. He's beat me a few times, but I just keep telling him, look, I am the pro of this place and I will <laughs> restore my place on the mantle very soon. Well, I like to say, I, I, you know, you, you played a few games first to 11. Um, and yeah. my analogy was we're like Federer and Nadal yeah. and, and he's like a young up and comer. He might beat us in the shorter games, mm. but in, you know, you really need to have a lot of experience in those best of five to, to pull it out and, and, and actually uh, have some match fitness. in. You. So far, he's won a couple of three setters and exhibition matches. Exactly. So, uh, Doesn't count. No one celebrates their victories at Kuyong, do yeah. they? <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they do not. Compared to the Rod Laver Arena. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the Tim and Dan low this week. Uh, mm. Do you have a business update? Um, I don't really, but there is, there is one thing people should be aware of, and we might have made a little note about it last week, but mm-hmm. this is the Business New South Wales Recovery Grant. So, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, so if you're in New South Wales and you have a business, um, you may know the, the service, service New South Wales was... Uh, administering a $10,000 grant Mm -hmm. for small businesses. Um, Now, there was an additional grant released after the 1st of July, which is $3,000. And there's a very specific purpose for this. So it could be for moving to online selling. It could be for um, getting business planning and advice, business uh, business continuity planning, Mm -hmm. Um, even teaching your staff how to practice in a clean uh, manner in the COVID world. Yep. So um, I definitely recommend looking into that. Now, just a little note: there is a very strict list of industries which it covers, and uh, that comes back to your ANSIC code. Yeah, and and there's 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 strict criteria with all these things, so you need to be aware of them. You need to apply because if you apply and they give you the money, and then they will review these things. Uh, and just data match. And if you aren't part of these industries and, and you haven't met that criteria, you're going to have to pay that back. So um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to go ahead and just do it without reviewing that eligibility first. So, so make sure you do that. And it does need to be spent on one of the items in the list. Correct. Be very, very careful about that because mm-hmm. they've already said it's not if they're going to order to you, it's when. Yep. So they will be checking in on how you spent it. Now, if you are commonly spending money on things like that in your business anyway, well, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so good examples of businesses that are covered. Unfortunately, if you're a tradie, I don't believe there is any options for you with this grant. So if you're a tradesperson of any sort, there is no cover for you, which, which I think is disappointing. Um, but there are a lot of, so like gyms, um, health centers, beauticians, hairdressers, uh, cleaners, what else have we got? Restaurants, obviously hospitality, tourism. If, you, if you're in those sorts of industries, a lot of retail is covered as well. So if you're in those sorts of industries, there is a good chance that you will be um, able to get this $3,000 grant, which will help you access advice, set up a new website, or train your staff. 
Yeah, and a good example that I think we did give last week was to approach somebody like us to to help you with a business plan or a recovery plan for the next you know twelve months and a cash flow forecast and all that kind of thing. So um, that's something that you should seriously consider. Nice. Nice. Um, the other thing just to quickly mention, which we've also mentioned in previous weeks, was obviously uh, the second part of the cash flow boost is starting. So once you lodge your June BAS, you will receive um, not only the end of the first part, but you will receive the start of the second flow, um, which is half, or if, mm. if you lodge in quarterly, it'll be half of whatever you received in the first set. Um, in the first part of it. Yep. Um, and then you'll receive the second half after you lodge September. If you lodge monthly, it'll be a quarter and you'll get a quarter of it each month you lodge. So yeah. lodge your baz and you will get that cash flow boost. Yeah, so I'm not even sure if you need to lodge your baz or if that credit will just appear. I think yeah. it's after your baz is so, lodged. Yeah, actually true because they need to know your June amount before they then pay you the Correct. July. So yeah. you'll get credited for any tax withheld yep. on wages in June and then um, you will receive... Um, the total of the cash flow boost you received in the first half yep. split into four or two payments if you're monthly or quarterly lodger mm-hmm. from July to October. And that all depends obviously on the minimums and the maximums that you could have got, you know, minimum 10,000, maximum 50. So, um, yeah, so that's what's happening. Hmm. Uh, Tim, do you have a tight ass tip? I do have a tight ass tip and this is just something I specifically saw recently, mm. which, uh, which upset me. Upset you? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. I hate to see wastage, Dan. Mm. So, uh, this one is a simple one. I may have used it in a similar manner in the past, but it is quite specific. Refrigerate your apples. Refrigerate your apples? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you know, Dan? Mm. And don't fact check me on this, right? Because that's bullshit. This may or may not be accurate. Yeah, we're not doing these uh, these tight ass tips to actually save you money and and be real about this. This is just Tim's mind just coming up with ideas. Did you know, on average, Dan, mm. that an apple stored in the fridge will last twice as long as an apple stored on the shelf? Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, look, those that's historical data and historical events may not reflect. Be- <laughs> If you're investing, you yeah. may have heard that before. And yeah. if you're investing in apples, mm. that's my disclaimer. Mm. But but definitely, if you put your apples in the fridge, they will last longer. Now, I, I actually like apples in the fridge. Um, I don't always do better. this, but I do like them because they're nice and cold. I, I enjoy that. They're, they're crunchier. There are fruit that I don't put in the fridge because they don't taste no good. Like uh, uh, bananas, not a fridge oh, fruit. Oh, no, no, no. That, is, that is definitely not a fridge fruit. Mm. It's straight from the shelf into the freezer yeah. for a banana for your smoothies. No, I, I eat bananas. So I keep them in the bowl. Yeah, but you know, sometimes you've got too many bananas, they go a little bit too yeah, brown. Yeah, then you put them in the fridge, uh, freezer. Freezer. Yeah, freezer. exactly. You, yes. And pre-cut if possible. Yeah, take the skin off. Yeah. That's for sure. Mm. But that's a future tight-ass tip. <laughs> <laughs> you so, haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah, so fridge your apples. Fridge your apples. And it tastes better. You've got nothing to lose from fridging them. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Look, the only thing you do lose, you don't get to see the lovely beautiful colors of an apple in your fruit bowl. Mm. But just get over that because you're losing money. Every mm. apple you throw, I, I don't throw apples out mm. because they live in my fridge. You know, um, there used to be an ad about uh, fridge repairs and it was always like, if your seal is unloose and then like money would just flow out of the seal. <laughs> this is the opposite of that. This is like money is flowing in through the seal in the form of apples. 100%. And this mm. relates to personal budgeting, Dan, bringing it back to our topic today. Because a big part of that is your food shopping. Yep. And if you are just like, I think there was, it was the war on waste. Mm. 
he went up to um, people who were leaving shopping centers and he took one of their bags. He was like, uh, sorry, uh, people in Australia waste on average one third of all the shopping they mm-hmm. buy. And he was like, I'll take this now. <laughs> and they were like very <laughs> upset because they just bought it, obviously. But it's true. There's so much wastage from mm-hmm. things we buy. And even upstairs in our fruit bowl, because the apples weren't refrigerated, there's some apples that are going to have to go. We're now, not, I'm going to try and feed those to my dog, Dora, because I think she's going to like them. We're not living the, uh, we're not living to our values, Tim. No, we're not. Mm. Anyway, that does bring us to the next point. The personal budget. So, the reason why we're doing this uh, is recently Tim was, was driving home and, and I think he was just reliving the days that he tried to run home and he's kind of in that era. So, he was listening to Hack. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the things that they came up with um, this this segment was about should you do a personal budget and and yeah. basically the point they came down to was for a lot of people it's pointless. Yeah, it was really interesting. So this was someone who wrote a book, and we did a little bit of searching before we started recording. Ran out of time. We didn't find who the person was or what their book was called, but mm. I think it was something along the lines of you don't need a budget or like mm. budgeting is overrated yeah. essentially. And what she was trying to get at was more. Um, that you have a spending type or a money type. Mm. So you're either a saver or a spender or I guess like there's different versions which she has mm. diagnosed or come up with mm. as variants. But I guess what she said was, there was there's only a few types of people that would benefit from a budget. Mm. But as accountants, as crusty old boring uh, accountants... I felt like I really disagreed with that quite strongly and that it was dangerous advice to be giving on a public forum because people who are of the variant that need a budget mm. might just hear that and think, yeah, I don't need a budget. Yeah, because they're going to be the people that don't want to do it. So they're going to be the ones like, I'm a saver. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And and so um, we thought we'd discuss the personal budget. And this is a, this is a big thing for business owners as well because... Um, Business owners need to know what they need to survive on because if you can't survive off uh, what you're pulling from the business or what the business is providing for you, then that's not sustainable and we're all about sustainable businesses. That's right. If you go back to our business planning episode, one of the first things, one of the very first questions you ask yourself in a plan is what do I want? Mm. Um, and yep. that is really based on your personal budget. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Because if you can't... Um, like if, if, if you can't bring out from the business the money that you need or the time that you need mm. um, to then live the lifestyle that you're hoping to live, then why are you doing what you're doing? Um, because there's some essentials you need to cover, you know, there's food, if you, motor vehicles, utilities, rent, rent home, mortgage repayments, mortgage. all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, they're the basics, but everything above that, you know, going out to restaurants, um, entertainment, mm. um, saving up because you want to buy... A, you know, a really good investment like a boat or a camper van. Um, these are things that you need to figure out if you can afford um, because a lot of people get in a situation where they're, they're doing okay right now and so they think, oh, I can afford that camper yeah. van and they go yeah. buy it. Um, and then yeah. suddenly they have these repayments which they can no longer afford because circumstances change and they were right on the edge. Yeah. And if they just did a little bit of planning, yeah. um, they wouldn't have got into that situation. So my amendment to the... Um, to the hypothesis proposed by this person is that everybody should do a budget, mm-hmm. but the degree to which you then review it and track it can change. Absolutely. Yep. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, so um, 
Have we covered enough why you should do a personal budget, Dan? Well, not really. I, f- I feel like we've covered why we're talking about it. Yeah. But, but why should you do a personal budget? W- yeah. What is the reason for having to do it? Um, the first one is what we just spoke about. If you own a business, you need to know what you need to bring from that business to help you plan that business. Um, so that's, that's a fundamental why. Yeah. Um, but just otherwise, why do you need to do a budget, Tim? Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, reasons that I go to make a personal budget mm. are if I'm looking to make a purchase mm. that might be larger mm. or make a change. You might be thinking like coronavirus is a really good example. So you've been working from home, perhaps they've put you on reduced hours and you're thinking, wow, I actually am really enjoying this work-life balance mm. right now. How about I go back to work four days a week instead of five days a week? So you need to do some numbers to see if that's actually plausible for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other things that you might want to budget for is like a savings goal. So yep. you might want to buy a house. Exactly. Uh, you might have investment plans, which are really reliant on topping up that investment account so you can constantly be buying more investments, whatever they may be. You, you might be planning well in advance for your... And this is this reply, uh, applies even to people who are you know in their 20s or in their 30s. You might be thinking yeah. about retirement yeah. and you might want to put extra amount into your super every week and you want to know that you can afford that. Yeah, definitely. Um, these are all things that you can only do if you know you've got enough money because if you just think, oh, yeah, I'm covering my bills every week, mm. I'll start putting 50 bucks towards my super. Um, well, you, you know... In life, things generally tend to be lumpy. Yeah. You have insurance due. Mm. You have uh, motor vehicle registration due. You want to go traveling. You want to go traveling. And mm. and these things don't spread out evenly amongst the year. So yeah. if you're not preparing your cash flow for that, mm. if you're not doing a little cash flow analysis on yourself, mm. um, then you could be affording it right now. But in three months, suddenly you're in debt. Definitely. Um, and that's how people end up in the credit card debt. So think, oh, I can pay that off over time. I'm just going to going to buy some things on that credit card or I'm going to take out a loan for that and they never get out of it because they just didn't do a budget. Yeah, I think like another reason why you do a budget is because you may not be conscious of your spending habits Mm. so or or of your income either. I mean, a lot of people, and this is is a gripe of mine, big time, Dan. Mm. Um, A lot of people know what their gross income is. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, I get paid 300 grand a year. It's like, do you actually know how much goes into your bank account per annum? Yeah. Because that's That's a big disconnect. That's a huge disconnect. If you add up the tax on that, it's probably 120 grand or something. Um, So, so it makes you think about things like how much income do I actually receive? Mm. What am I actually spending and how am I spending it? Mm. How does that break down? And then you can actually look to make changes from that. You can be like, well, do I really need to have five streaming services? I'm looking at you, Dan. Yeah, and, and for some people like me, the answer is yes. <laughs> I want that. That is something I value. But I don't need to buy a coffee every day. Uh, looking at you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> we all have things that we spend our money on. Yeah. But it is interesting to actually reflect on it and just see how you've come to where you are right now. Yeah, and, and you can't improve something that you haven't measured. So there's no way that you can improve like your investments and um, your savings and your goals and move forward to the places you want to be unless you know the answers. You know, and, and it's sure. the same thing in business. Mm. You can't make improvements unless you actually know what the figures are telling you. Yeah. So you need to go in and actually just run some numbers and and we'll go into the how to do it in a second and and we'll have I'm sure we'll have different different ideas and 
you know, we've all seen uh, apps and things out there you can use or, or, if, or if you've read a book like The Barefoot Investor or something, he has a very specific plan um, that makes it simple. Um, cool. But, but you just have to do something. <laughs> yeah, I and, agree. Like, yeah. You have to have thought of it. Mm. And if you're thinking about, like if you're approaching this in a strategy sense, mm. I like to bring things back to like sport and strategy because that's just what gets me going. But if you want to think about your finances from a strategic sense, if you were going to improve the results of your finance, and that's like your financial position and your wealth, mm. I think a lot of us have leaks and wastage mm-hmm. and holes mm-hmm. in our personal finance. Yeah, absolutely. So you're probably focusing heaps on your business and how you're going to make that grow and, and what you can change there, what costs you can cut what uh, prices you can increase, what margins you can improve. But if you've got a foundation behind the business of a leaky personal budget, which means you're spending more money than you're making or you've got bad loans or you've got credit cards which you just can't pay off, mm-hmm. then um, that's really going to just throw everything else in the trash because, <laughs> because if you personally can't be getting on top of your own finances, how, how on earth is the business meant to improve and thrive. Yeah. So I think this is something that's often overlooked mm. and um, strategically, low-hanging fruit-wise, mm. this is a massive one. I yeah. think you can find so many things here and we all could mm. because you're just so busy, you wouldn't even realize things that you're spending money on. Mm. Like the other day, I got a $15 bill from Microsoft. I was like, what the hell is this? I've been in this the last like three months. Xbox Live. Yeah, I signed up to... <laughs> I signed up to freaking... <laughs> I signed up to this Xbox thing, which got me all these games. I was like, this is a great idea. It's free for a month. Because of NBA. NBA, yes. I actually, um, the reason I knew so quickly what that was, Tim, is because I did the exact same thing. (laughs) Did you pay for it? Yeah. I haven't cancelled it yet because I was like, I still play that. Yeah, Yeah. I was the same. I was like, oh, but we still play that. I haven't haven't even played you yet. (laughs) No. But this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and I I think Tim's absolutely right that... You need to review because there are probably leaks that are happening in this business that you're not, not you're not aware of. You're not sure why these things are happening, or are you, why aren't I reaching my goals? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's because you're just doing little things that add up very quickly. You know, individually don't seem like a big deal, but added up together it could save you a lot over a long period of time. So, um, the f- let's move into the the how. And w- one more thing as mm. well. Even going through your spendings, you might find some things that you're spending for the business from your own money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. I think we've covered enough whys. Yeah. I mean, like there, there is a million reasons why yeah. you need to do a personal budget. And I could say for a lot of business owners, they won't have one. Yep. So let's go through an important one here, which is the... Um, what is yeah, a personal wh- what budget? And, and, and how do you do it? And, and this is going to vary from person to person. So if, if we're using the framework that this hack person gave us, um, which is there are different types of people, the spenders, the savers, the, you know, whatever they are, mm. um, the degree to which you go into detail might vary here. Yeah. Um, but the very first thing which I'm introducing here is exactly the same step you take in the business planning. And it's figuring out your why. Mm. And what are your goals? What are you trying to do? Because if you're trying to save for a house, you're going to be doing something very different. You're going to be a bit more aggressive in cutting yeah. your costs. You're going to be a bit more aggressive in your savings targets and you know, cutting down your entertainment costs and things like that. Mm. If you've got a house and you're paying it off fine, you're happy with the level of your repayments um, and you, know, you haven't really got any big savings goals, you're not trying to do anything like that, well, that's going to be a very different budget. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and very different way you approach it. Totally agree. Mm. I think if you've got some reason in your life, which we all should be able to find a reason, whether it's like, like I said before, work-life balance, because mm-hmm. we, we should all be striving to live more of our life unless you love working, unless you live to work. Yeah. I work to live. So I, I want to be always able to try and reduce my hours. Mm. And I know that means earning less. So review what you earn, what you spend. Mm. Maybe you don't need to earn so much. Yeah. Because you know, the less you earn, the less tax you pay <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree, Dan. So some budgets will require much more data and much more information and yeah. time. Other budgets could just be really simple. Yeah. So recently, um, I've been pretty obsessed with the idea of buying a camper van. Yeah, you have been. And... Um, I couldn't find a way to buy it through the business. So that was upsetting. <laughs> he tried. But uh, yeah, AKA my business partner <laughs> is a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and everything you stand for, yeah. I do not agree with. Why are you the way you yeah. are? <laughs> <laughs> that is the exact, I watched that last night on The Office. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> you're, you're Toby the HR guy. <laughs> So, um, so when Dan and I negotiated the camper van for the business, mm-hmm. we had what we called compromise that s- situation with a win-loss. Mm. Yeah. Dan won, I lost. <laughs> well, I don't feel like I won. <laughs> I want you to have a camper van. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm hearing this up a little bit. But. All right. So, I want, I want a camper van yep. and it's a very big purchase decision mm-hmm. for me. I have a car that's all paid for by work and Jade and I are tight asses, as you know. Mm. We share that car. Mm. So this is a big decision for us. It's going to cost a lot of money and we know it. I've just come up with a with a time ass tip for you. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Get a second car. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday he had to drive all the way home because his bag was in the car. <laughs> it was upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> he got a lift to work with someone else. I borrowed mum and dad's car yeah. and I left my work bag in, in my car. Their one car. He had to drive all the way back. Anyway. Think of the money I've saved Dan over the years. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So, yeah. So, I didn't do a full budget. Mm. Uh, what I did was a little bit of an analysis mm. where I looked at the last six months of our savings mm-hmm. and I checked out whether it's been going up or down. Mm-hmm. So, you could actually figure out an average. Yep. So, for the last six months, you could average it out and you could be saying, well, on average, I'm saving $2,000 a month or $1,000, whatever it might be. Or, God forbid... I'm losing money. <laughs> yeah. So straight away, if you're losing money, okay, there's something wrong there. Mm. You need to review your spending and get more detailed. Mm. But hopefully not. Mm. Hopefully you are saving money. So you're confident. And this comes back to that lady with the book where she said, okay, so maybe you are a saving type. Mm. So I don't need to do a full budget. Mm. But I do need to know on average how much I'm saving. Mm. So the other thing Jade and I want to do is cut back our hours a little bit. So mm. um, if Jade were to work four days a week versus five, mm. Um, I calculated how much less income we'll have. Mm-hmm. So I started with the top line, which is our beginning savings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I've got savings per month on average based mm-hmm. off the last six months. Mm-hmm. Then I've got adjustments. What's going to change yep. in my future budget? And so what I've got there is uh, a change to Jade's income yep. after tax. Mm-hmm. So I use the gross amount and yep. the tax on the gross used amount before and after. Paycalculator.com.au. I did, yeah. <laughs> which is updated recently. Yeah, I saw that. It's got a fancy new... I don't know if I like it. I like the other one. Yeah, I like yeah. the other one. <laughs> it's it still the same numbers. Give us the option to change it back to the old one, yeah. please. Anyway, go on. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so anyway, I made some adjustments. Then I figured out roughly what type of camper van we'd want to buy, how much the loan repayment would be on that, which is just an online calculator, conservatively mm. high interest rate. Mm. Um, and I messed around with things like balloons and four or five years. Mm-hmm. So these are the sorts of things. Anyone can do this. Mm. And then I, I um, worked backwards from there and I was like, I think we could probably afford this. I think yeah. that's actually probably quite doable. And mm. I looked at things like we've got... A, so all of our current lifestyle will just stay the same mm. based on our last six months of, of savings. savings. Yeah, Simple, easy, quick, very quick Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And I realized that I could probably do it. Now I just got to bite the bullet and spend money, <laughs> which is always the hardest thing to do. Yeah. You know? So yeah, so that's that's a prime example of a way that you could do it if um, you know that you know you have no real big savings goal like a house. You don't need to review your cost in detail. You are happy with your current level of spending. You don't feel like there's much leakage. Mm-hmm. You're happy. With well, there probably is. Like I do feel yeah. like I could improve things, but I wasn't aiming to. But do you that weren't. Yeah, at but this stage exactly. So you were just saying, all right, I know I save this much per week or per month. I can definitely afford this camper van out of that savings and still save enough that I'm happy. Yep. So that's a very basic, easy way to do it without going into too much detail. Exactly. The other end of the spectrum. And this is probably a really good exercise for a business owner, I think, the yeah. way you're heading. Yeah. Yeah. The- so the, the other end of the spectrum is getting detailed. Yes. And that's actually looking at everything you spend money on. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've both done that before. Yeah. Which is why I was happy to just do a quicker budget. Yeah. But everyone should do this at least once. Mm, absolutely. Because, yeah, you could be wasting money that would increase that savings um, if that's what you want. And you could be investing in things and setting up your retirement or whatever it is, you know, yeah. um, buying more things you want. <laughs> yep. you, know, these, you know, these are all things that you should be doing. So um, the way that I go about it is I generally start with what are my bills? Mm. that's the first place I start you know you could start at your income obviously mm. that's easy you know what your after tax income should be every week yeah. pop that at the top yeah true um, and you could go the whole bottom up from this and figure out what you want to save and yeah. work your way back up but could, yeah. but either way you're still going to need to analyze these details it's not like a business where you can go into zero and all of your costs are already there with a personal budget you actually need to go find them and enter them in so a few things on that yeah um there are templates online for this which really help because they give you lots of ideas yeah um around what you could potentially be spending money on. Yeah. So there's lots of different categories and, if and it's an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, if you've got Excel, there is just personal budgets in Excel. There's oh, templates cool. already. You nice. can just click. Nice. Um, there's also... Um, we've we've got one. We um, Yeah, we've got one. Yeah, we're users of The Gap, which have a great personal budgeting template, which yep. they've made available. So let us know if you want mm-hmm. a personal budget template. I know there's one on spot, um, Smart Money. Yeah, too. yep, smart money. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's I've a, that that's a government before. agency yeah. um, website that give money advice. So they have a personal budget. Um, also, your bank generally splits mm. up categories of what you're spending money on. Um, yep, that's a good one too. Yeah. Pocketbook. Pocketbook. Pocketbook is, is free. Is, is an app that you actually, cool. you get like a data feed the same way you do a bank yeah. feed into your um, zero file. Uh, you can get a bank feed into a personal budget, mm. which you then code transactions. It's pretty epic. Yeah, that's like the most extreme budgeting mm. version. I've done um, a couple of those. Yeah, and I have it's as actually well. pretty good. It's it is good. good. It is good. Yeah. Um, but anyway... Oh, so you could even have your own zero file if you really wanted to so as well. So, you could get a zero file um, that you then get bank feeds for you and you just set up a chart of accounts with all your personal stuff. You could do that. Joe from XPM. Yeah, shout out to Joe. Yes. Um, 
so yeah, so the first thing I'd, I'd be doing is, is just looking for what my costs are. Um, an easy way to do this is just, yeah, having a spreadsheet open or even just a piece of paper if you're comfortable with that um, and just write down what you know you spend. Mm. And these could be things like Netflix, um, mm. electricity. What is that per quarter roughly? Your water. Mm. Um, what's your phone bill? What's your internet bill? Rent. What's your rent? What's mortgage. your mortgage repayment? You know, what are your car repayments if you have a car? Um, what's your average fuel Rego maintenance each year. Um, be conservative. Be conservative. Do so, not skimp on the light side. Exactly. These. If if you know you've got a big service coming up, add that in. If yeah. if your insurance, if you think it's roughly thousand bucks a year, um, don't put eight hundred. Put a thousand. Better to budget mm. conservatively and on the high side for your expenses mm. than on the low side. Exactly. Yeah. Because then even if they end up being less, you're, you're saving more money. Then Bonus. great. If they end up being more, that could be a problem for your budget. So mm-hmm. be conservative, but yeah, list them all. List them all out. List down the costs, and you're going to have rough figures. Now, some of these are currently going to be per year. Some of them are going to be per month. Some of them are going to be per week. So eventually, you need to convert those into a weekly or a monthly figure. Mm. Um, so we'll go into that in a second. But that's the first place I'd start. The second lot of expenses you have are your living costs, food, entertainment, mm. these things. And the best way to do that is just to look over the past six months and get an average of what you're actually spending. Which Pocketbook's really good for. Yeah. Um, or yeah, just get your bank statement. Mm. Try and export it to CSV. Yeah. Pull out all the coffees, dinners, movies, whatever entertainment, like tickets mm. to things yeah. um, and add them up. Add them up, put that figure down. Um, so now what you've got is if, if you've got a yearly figure and you just, let's say we want to do monthly because it's an easy number to work with. Um, if you've got a yearly figure, divide it by 12 and that's going to be the average monthly cost. Even if you're not cash flowing that, have it in your budget. Mm. Um, if you've got a weekly figure like um, petrol, times it by 52, divide it by 12, that's going to give you a monthly figure. Yeah. Um, so you, and if it's monthly, just already it's monthly. So you've got that, you've got all your costs now. So you know per month currently what it costs to run your life. Yeah. All of your costs. And don't forget anything, even if you've got medical bills, you know, you need to pay each month, medication, that kind of thing. Yeah. Put it all in. Yep. Um, put all of your entertainment in. Know what you've got. Now you've got all those costs and great. You know what it costs. Then at the top, put your income. Mm. What do you earn? Now include all sources of income. So you might have a job, but yeah. you might have a rental property. Yeah. You might have um, other investments where you get dividends and things from. You might have... And you, you know, you could be Uber driving or a little side hustle or something like that. Include all those, all that income at the top there. Conservatively low with income. Conservatively low with income. So, um, put in an amount that is achievable. Yep. So, if you've been working a lot more hours recently, but you know that's not going to continue, then use the lower amount. Yep, that's right. So, now what you've got is your income totaled, your expenses totaled per month. And you can just take the expenses away from the income and you're going to end up with a monthly savings. Mm. And this is the money that you can have now um, per month guaranteed as savings based on your current lifestyle. Yep. If that figure, and what I like to do in my budget is I then have another line below that's yearly savings. Nice. Because I like to see what does that equate to in a full year? Yeah, that'll help you make the bigger decisions like what trips you want to plan or what purchases you want to make or if you're saving towards a house deposit or something like that. How many years is this going to take? Exactly. So, that's that's what I like to put down the bottom there. Um, Now, what you can do is tweak that. 
Mm. So you can say, okay, well, this isn't the level that I want it because based on my goal I did earlier, I want to save $100,000 in the next couple of years for a house deposit or something. Mm. Um, based on this, it's going to take me five years. <laughs> so how do I shorten that? Yep. Um, okay, well, I could probably, instead of buying a coffee every day, um, I could buy a coffee machine. Mm. Yeah, nice. And, you know, for, for 50 bucks from um, Kmart or something, mm. which is, I actually did this for a while. Yeah. Um, it works. Yeah, it works. I, you know, it ends up being a dollar or something a coffee instead of $5 yeah. a coffee. Save a lot of money. Yeah, you save a lot of money doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to limit my entertainment spending to a certain amount per week. And once I go over that, I just stay home. This is the big one for me. I got to mm. cut some of my streaming services. I know I bagged you for that, Dan, mm. but uh, I'm turning into you. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I, don't, I look in the mirror and I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, see, my my problem is yeah, going out and having um, a dinner and a breakfast, mm. and if you know, yes, uh, Jade and I do that. Too. I, I I budget for a, a small amount of of entertainment per week, yeah. and if if I go out for a fancy dinner somewhere, well, that's my whole budget that week. Um, so I need to know. All right, I'm not having brekkie tomorrow. That's this it. Is a, this is the thing with budgeting. Like people think about budgeting as the fun police, which you know is really good for Dan, mm. but. Um, <laughs> But it doesn't have to be that. It, it can actually be, for me, it's like reassurance. Okay, we're living a lifestyle right now that we're really happy with. Mm. And can I continue to live this lifestyle? Yeah. And what income do I need to maintain to live this? Because some people are on super high incomes. Yeah. No, super high. Like They're not earning millions, but they might be earning hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And But they have no lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah but, the, but they also may be spending... Yeah. Well, they're earning still because mm. you earn more. You tend to spend more too. So it it's is just true. being mindful. So even if the result is you come out just being like, yeah, I'm pretty happy with my lifestyle mm. actually. <laughs> and I'm still saving a little bit. So I'll take that. And so the, the <laughs> thing that is to remind everyone as well is that the, the budget that I'm talking about is that far end of the spectrum. And it's yeah. uh, currently I'm saving yes. for a house. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. I've restricted it. Yeah, And exactly. it's like, okay, I'm exactly. not spending more than that. But, no, and that's good. But that's not maintainable for my life no, because I'd, no. you know, I'd hate it. <laughs> no, exactly. But, and, but yeah. for that short period, I'm happy to make some sacrifices to get that b better goal. Which is why budgeting, it has a dirty word, but mm. it is so important. Yeah, but so once I've bought this house... And I know longer, I'm still going to have a budget, but I'm not going to kick myself if I go over things yeah, because yeah. I know I'm just digging into my savings a little bit. It'll be a bit different. That's yeah. okay. I'm still saving. Yeah. But I know the figure in my head that if I spend more than a certain amount, then I'm no longer saving. Yes. And then that's the problem. Mindful. It's awareness, mindful and awareness. Knowing exactly what purchase decisions you're making and what position you're going to be in after you make that purchase yeah. decision. Not just going, I feel like a, having a boat. Yeah, exactly. Which is what people do. <laughs> Let's get a boat. We can afford that. Then can yeah. Um, yeah. But so yeah, these are the things that you need to be considering and, and don't beat yourself up. These no. budgets aren't there to be restrictive unless you're specifically allowing that to happen because you've got a short-term savings goal that you're sacrificing a bit for. And often you can find trade-offs because mm. um, yeah, if you're not using your gym membership, mm. it's a good reminder, just cancel it. Yeah. Just go for more walks. Or yeah, exactly. Like, Get out with your friends on the weekend to an outdoor workout yep. and make your physio friends plan a workout for you. Yeah, which is, yeah, we do that. Michael Mann on the street. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so these are all things that, yeah, you, you, you should be doing, you can be doing. Um, so there's a middle ground now between what I've just described and what Tim originally described. 
And this is, you know, I guess if, if you've listened to the Barefoot Investor or, or you've uh, other people like that, they kind of fall into this middle ground where it's, it's not as loose as Tim's. It's nowhere near as restrictive as the one I just described. Either way, you still need to do an analysis at some point of what you're spending. Yeah. So do that. You don't need to keep to this every week, but just do it. Just review what you're spending so you know. Definitely. Um, but the middle area, and, and this is just kind of running off in averages. So it's like, all right, I've got income. I know roughly that it costs me 400 bucks a week for bills and things for the year. So every week, I'm just chucking 400 bucks to the side. Yeah. Um, I know it costs me this much in my mortgage, so that goes away. Mm. And then everything else is entertainment and savings. Yeah, cool. And yeah. that's that's the other way to do this. It's just yeah. to have a mindful, like runoff of percentages. A third goes here, a third yep. goes there, a third goes there. I like that because yeah. you could also, that's kind of a, I guess if you think about static stretching versus, mm. um, what's the other type of stretching where you're moving whilst you do it? Um, so like you can stretch in one spot yep. you can like bend over and stretch your hamstrings mm. or you can do um, stretching whilst you're moving like mm. um, doing lunges and and bending over and touching the ground step mm. for step so it's it's um, more of like a moving target mm. so Dan's just said that you could set a target to save 200 a week mm. you can actually be reviewing that every week and go okay where have I gone wrong this week? Mm. I haven't got the 200 bucks to save. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, I need to maybe change that. Mm. Or we went out three times over the weekend. Yeah. Maybe we should have gone out once. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, I think as well with the, the method that I'm describing here is that it, it can vary with your income. Mm. So if you're putting a third away, a third away, a third away, whatever the percentage that you've worked out is necessary. Mm. If your income goes up, you can keep working on those thirds. True, true, <laughs> or true. down, you can keep working so, on those thirds. The only thing you need to be uh, make sure is that that third you're putting away for bills is actually enough to cover those bills. Mm. So that's where an analysis to begin with of what you're paying out each month and bills and things goes into knowing that that third will cover it. Yeah, nice. and, and so my suggestion would be do my method at least once mm, and definitely. then the way you actually manage the money would mm. be that middle method or Tim's mm. method. Yeah. Because Tim's method is kind of a review of these things to say, hey, I'm thinking about doing something. Can I just change it? Let's have a quick look at that. Let's run some numbers and it worked perfect. Yeah. Um, the middle way is kind of how do I actually manage the cash flow? Well, I'm going to put this amount aside every week for bills, yeah. this amount for my mortgage, this amount for my yeah. spending. Yeah. Um, and Definitely. this amount for my savings. So that, mm. that's just how you run and how you actually manage it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to review this specific detailed budget every week mm. because some people hate that and that's why budget has a dirty word, as Tim yes. says. Yes. I like it because I'm an accountant Yeah. and I'm a nerd. Yes. Katrina hates it, yeah. wants to know the middle method. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to know the, the details. She just, just wants, wants to know where do I put stuff. <laughs> can she do it or can she not? Exactly. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty keen to go make a new budget now, Dan. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully, all of the listeners are too. Exactly. It's, it's Send really us important. your budgets. <laughs> <laughs> Just share it to us on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the other side of this is if you run a budget and you realize that you're spending way too much, you do have a loan repayment for a boat, for a camper van, for a car, you got your mortgage and it's all too much and you're losing money every week, you're just going into more debt. Um, or you're just not, it's crippling you, so you're not able to live the lifestyle that you want to live, well, then a review of those costs and those bills are going to allow you to make changes. Yeah. You might need to sell the boat. 
for a while. Mm. You know, you yeah. might need to to make these changes, mm. um, and that's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Mm. It's just personal finance. This happens. Yeah, you know, um, we can get a bit too stressed out about it. Exactly. Mm. Try not to kick yourself in the bum every time you you do something bad. Um, mm. Just be mindful of spending. And Have done the details at least once. If you are a really messy budgeter and you feel like it's too late for you, it's never too late. Never too start late. Now, mm-hmm. Start getting a grip on it. And the sooner you do that, the better it's going to be. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think that is a good... I think that sums it up. So, uh, just to recap. A, a few recaps for people. Um, Takeaways. Here's some hints and tips and things you should be doing. If you want to calculate what your after-tax wages at different levels, go to paycalculator.com. It's a great website. It's awesome. Really good. Make sure as well, if you have a help debt, you, you, you tick, you that tick help debt. Because that, oh God, that makes a big difference. It does. Fucking <laughs> help debts. <laughs> so do that. And the other places that you should be going, go to Smart Money and download their template. Open Excel, open that template. It's going to give you some ideas about some personal budgets. Mm. Um, you don't need to review the details every single week. No. Um, you need to do it at least once, maybe once a year. Mm. Um, just review the figures, see what they look like. Make sure you're putting enough aside each week for all those bills. Mm. Um, have a separate account that you just put money to bills for. Yeah, I do that. I don't know if you do that, but uh, I just yeah. have a separate account that's just like, all my bills go here and yeah. there's always money there to pay him. Yes. Well, I've never not had the money because they're always there. I've cool. factored it in. That's good. Um, but yeah, you don't need to review those details every week. You just need to do it once and then have a basic plan and then review like Tim did. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you're making big financial decisions, review the budget. Yeah. See if it fits. Yeah, exactly. You know, at the end of the year, you might compare your savings account to what you thought you had a year ago. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't save enough, then you're like, okay, well... I spent more. Where, where did I spend that? And you just have a look, have a quick look. The other cool thing, I think the final takeaway from this as well is you can look forward and you can then make some really exciting plans for your life. So you can be like, I want to retire then mm. or I want to uh, buy this asset or this house then or I want to invest in these things now. So um, you can time things out. You can set vision. You can set goals and see if it's realistic and work towards it because if you don't write things down, generally they don't happen. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. I think it also reminds you why you're going to work every day. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. sometimes it is hard to get out of bed and yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm tired. Why? Like I'm annoyed at this person. Like Tim's mm. giving you the shits. Mm. I won't let Tim buy a camper van and he's just real fuming. Like why do I even bother with this? Not happy. Well, if he's done that budget and he knows he can afford it, the why is because he generates that income to mm. pay for these things that he wants to do. Yeah. Um, and that's that's exciting. Good topic, Dan. Great topic. All right. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing? Yes. Mm. Um, there's a bit of a... Do you like it, Dan, when you... <laughs> this could be a shit other thing. <laughs> do you like it when um, you hear a cover of a song? Mm. And then you've got an image of what that song is like, but then you hear the original song and you're just like, wow, that is so different to what I remember it. Does that ever happen to you? No. So, (laughs) (laughs) being honest. So, so there's this, um, look up a cover for Higher Love. Mm. Could we, could we play a little bit of it? Would that be, that'd be a, that'd be a copyright infringement probably. 
you know, and some say copyright infringement, others say free advertising for this person <laughs> and a, his cool song. It's this. Isn't isn't doing a cover of a song copyright infringement anyway? I mean, how do they get it? Who sings it? Um, it's like James McFarrow or something like that. Yep, Mick Morrow. Can you play that? Just like a ten-second snippet in the middle. I'll just see if this does play. Let's see. Oh yeah, that's it. That's that's nice. Just just enjoy this for a second. And now just maybe skip to the middle. Uh, see if you can same. find the chorus. There you go. Oh yeah, I know the song. You know it? Yeah. Now, play the original song. <laughs> Which is sung by Kygo and Whitney Houston? Maybe. I thought or is it Steve Winwood? Steve Winwood. Yeah, Steve Winwood. <laughs> it is so 80s. <laughs> you might pretty good right I think I like that version better <laughs> so it just depends but I uh, yeah so I I, I kind of like that new one a little bit better but when I heard the original like I, I'd heard that song before mm. but it just sort of took me back a bit so uh, so you're saying your other thing really is you like covers I like that song <laughs> and the versions are just so different there's a nice one with skinny love too Jade and I were listening to skinny love mm. last night there's a girl a female artist that did um Wait a second. Higher love, skinny love. Wow. Look at that. There's just a lot of love happening in my household. Bachelor in Paradise was on and you were just... <laughs> <laughs> this love was in the air. Is this your other thing? Uh, it wasn't going to be, but it can be. Well, hey. I'd like to give a shout out. My it. other things... Um, uh, just so Not so much the TV show, mm -hmm. Bachelor in Paradise, but the idea of Bachelor in Paradise. Mm -hmm. Because this is a really good business case. All right. So The Bachelor, massive show, mm. started in the US, really big, has franchises all over the world. Um, they thought, all right, this is getting old. We need to ramp up the product a bit. Bachelorette. Let's, let's wow. have a girl find Spin dudes, off. right? Brilliant. Yeah. So now what they do is every year they just film them back to back. We've spoken about this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the advent of another type of show came. Reality really hit big and yes. shows like Love Island, yeah. X on the Beach... Yeah. Just full of like lots of drama, lots of people making dumb decisions, getting drunk. Um, and they were the shows about dating. So yeah. there was kind of, I guess they were losing an audience. So yes. they had to di differentiate again. Yeah. So what did they do? They said, let's get all the losers <laughs> who hadn't won, put them on an island in a tropical place. So they're all walking around in their swimsuits. All right. Get them drunk and just see what happens. Wow. Uh, yeah, and and you're more invested than you would be watching something like Love Island because you know the characters. You've watched them lose love. So good. Look, I think you're right. I think there is, there is, <laughs> there is a business case for this. Mm. So what you're kind of saying there is they had a niche. Yep. And then they've expanded from that niche using mm -hmm. what they've learned mm. from that yeah. specialized thing which they were doing and then replicating it for different audiences yeah. and to give it even to the same audience in a different way. Yeah, and, and they, they're using an asset that they had to, to deliver it. a different product. It's very smart. It's very smart. 
It's very smart. Now they have a show on almost all year round. All year round. It just goes Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, start again. And what's even better is the next Bachelor is Lockie from Survivor. Yeah, so it's linking in with other linking in, shows. And there. I'm going to watch that, Tim, because I love Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> so they've actually formed some pretty good strategic partnerships yeah, as well. Exactly. Complementary goods. Angie from Gogglebox. That was another, True. another show. True. Wow. Sophie Monk. Sophie Monk. She's an entertainer. Just bought a house in um, Matcham. Oh, nice. Might, yeah. might see her uh, around the traps. See her about. Give her a wave. Mm. Give her a rose. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to get in touch with us, at twodrunkpodcast at gmail.com, two drunk accountants on Facebook and Instagram. Um, did I say the email already? I think I did. Uh, at twodrunkpodcast on Twitter. And if you have any questions, send them through. We'd love to um, hear from everybody. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll catch you later. Bye.